Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I am excited that you've joined us for this conversation about stress management. My guest today is Don Goldberg. I'm excited to talk to Don because we have so much in common. Not only is she a CPA, but she was trained as a coach at the same school that I was. As well, she's also written a book and been the host of her own podcast. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. So welcome to the podcast, Don. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm so glad to be here. My name is Dawn Goldberg. As you said, I'm a CPA. I've been a CPA now in public accounting for over 30 years. <laughs> yes, I am still standing. I have worked for some of the large firms like Deloitte & Touche. I worked for Ernst & Young. I've always been into personal development. And so about, I'm going to say about 10 or so years ago, I studied to become a life coach with a different school. And I noticed that it was not only helping me in my personal life, but it was helping me professionally to handle things. And then I discovered, a few years later, I discovered the Life Coach School and uh, the Life Coach School podcast. And so I joined their membership and I was doing, you know, as all accountants do, making sure I do my homework. <laughs> so I was doing all the homework that, that Brooke teaches on that podcast and I was noticing that everything was improving. My relationships were improving, my work-life balance. I was decreasing stress. I was increasing my finances. Like every single aspect of my life was really improving. And I remember talking to a girlfriend and I said, I think the summit, the, the, the last thing that I'm not sure if, this will work is tax season. And so I got coached and I said something to the effect of, you know, well, tax season is stressful. And the coach said to me, you realize that's a thought and not a fact. And I was like, oh, you silly woman, you're not a CPA. <laughs> like you have no idea. And she's like, no, it's actually a thought, not, not a circumstance. A circumstance in the tool that we teach is neutral it has to be proven in a court of law. Everybody on the planet would agree. So I said, all right. I was like a little indignant. I'm like, well, if tax season is stressful, is not a circumstance, what is the circumstance? And she said, the dates on the calendar or the work that you have to get done or the upcoming deadline. And that really blew my mind. I wanted to argue for her and what I've discovered with accountants and me included, is that we want to argue for our limitations. Mm. We want to argue because we're so used to solving problems. We think that our problems are factual. So we think that, well, I'm so smart. If I can't figure this out, then it's not figure outable. Mm. So I noticed that I was loosening the grip that I had on a lot of beliefs that accountants have in common. And I noticed that each tax season 
got better and better. And I have more work than I've ever had. I'm running my own business. I'm, I'm still a CPA doing all my work. I'm coaching clients. I'm building a business. I wrote a book during tax season, all the things, and I don't have stress. Mm-hmm. And that's all because of understanding how our brain works and how to manage my brain. And that is life changing and career changing for me. That is fascinating. Yes, I love it. I love how you differentiated between the thought and the circumstance. So powerful. In my experience for my clients and for myself, just separating out the circumstance from the thought or the story that we're telling ourselves about the circumstance, that alone is very, very helpful. So it sounds like differentiating the thought from the circumstance was helpful for you. And I'm curious, how did knowing that for you help you manage your stress levels? Yeah, that's a great question. And that literally was the life-changing part because I was like, well, wait a minute. If the circumstance is neutral and it's my thought that tax season is stressful, is what's causing my feelings because our thoughts cause our feelings. It's not the circumstance. It's not the date on the calendar. It's not the fact that it's tax season or that there's a deadline on April 15th. That is not causing my feeling. What is causing my feeling is my thought, tax season is hard. Tax season is so stressful. This is too much. So if we cannot change circumstances. You know, we rarely have control over circumstances, but we do have control over what we think about circumstances. I was like, oh, wait, whoa, wait a minute. You mean that I don't have to feel stress because it's only ever my thought that's creating the feeling of stress, not the fact that it's tax season. The first tax season, my old program thoughts were with me every single day. This is hard. This is stressful. This is hard. This is tough, whatever. And I just kept noticing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how often I told the story, this is so hard, tax season is stressful, this is too much, I've got too much to do. And once I had that awareness, then of course we have extensions, right? So it wasn't just the April 15th deadline, there was the next one was gonna be September 15th and October 15th. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna do the work over the next six months to really manage my brain, to take a look at the thoughts that I believe are true, that are actually optional thoughts. And I'm going to choose thoughts that make me feel not stressed, that make Mm -hmm. me feel focused, make me feel motivated, make me feel something other than stress. And I started to practice those thoughts. And then the next extension deadline came and I'd got so much more done in less time because I never realized our feelings fuel our actions. And it's like we're putting dirty fuel. Accountants put dirty fuel in the engine. It's like having the most expensive luxury car and putting like sludge in the engine. And then of course it's not going to seize up right away, but eventually it will, AKA burnout. So we have to pay attention. Like I think accountants have this misconception that feelings are soft skills. And that couldn't be further from the truth because once I got control over 
what am I thinking that's causing me to feel this way? Now let me choose how I want to feel intentionally. Then the actions that I took, the things I started doing, the things I stopped doing, my reactions, I wasn't complaining. I wasn't spinning. I wasn't procrastinating. Like all of these actions changed and I was able to be so much more focused and have so much more done in less time and giving myself the gift of time back and everything improved. It just got better and better each year because the old program thoughts were still in the background. They were like kind of nudging me like, oh, don't forget tax season is hard. I'm like, "Mm, I don't believe that anymore. I'm choosing not to believe that anymore. And that's what it changed. That's why the feeling, the thought causes the feeling and then the feeling drives the action. And that's why, yes, there are things that pop up where all of a sudden I feel that stress bubbling up and I'm like, it's just my thought. What's the thought that's causing this feeling? It's not the fact that I was just handed a list of 20 tax returns that have to get done. That's a neutral circumstance. It doesn't mean anything. What do I want to choose to make it mean so that I don't feel stressed? Because again, it's just a dirty fuel. Yes, that's so good. Realizing that circumstances like the to-do list or the list of tax returns or the deadlines, all of that is neutral. That is really a powerful insight. And I think it leads to this idea that, hey, wait a minute, if those things are neutral and other people have other thoughts about them, that gives me more power to choose what I want to think about those circumstances. So was that the realization that you found most powerful? Was this idea that you can choose your perspective about tax season, about the deadlines? Yeah. First of all, I didn't realize that tax season is stressful was a thought. I thought it was a fact. So there was that. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. So I can actually think whatever I want. And that was the interesting thing is that as I was doing this work, I didn't tell anybody at work what I was doing. And they were all doing the thing that they do, a lot of drama, a lot of manic energy around the office. And I was super calm and I was just super focused. And I witnessed people trying to get me because we like to mirror each other. It's like a way that we connect with each other. And unfortunately, in a very dysfunctional way, we connect with each other based on the feeling of stress. Oh, you're stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, we're all stressed. Yay. We're all stressed together. Oh, it's so miserable. Oh, we're just miserable accountants. And I was not playing that game anymore because I knew how it affected me. I just decided I'm not doing that. I, you know, I got some like strange looks like, like, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And then I didn't tell my husband what I was doing. And he was like, it seems like you're having the easiest tax season you've ever had. Is that right? And I was like, I'm just showing up differently. And then I told him after the fact what I had been doing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, keep doing that. (laughs) That is such a good point, particularly the part about thinking that tax season is stressful when you are surrounded by people who share that same thought. Like you said, it's a means of connection when you're going through something very stressful together. To share that with others can be very bonding. So that sparks a question in that 
when you no longer had that stress in common with your peers and colleagues, how did you form that connection? So with my colleagues, I just found a different way to connect, right? So I'm the one who's feeling connection. I create my feelings. I don't create theirs. They may have felt disconnection. So I felt like, okay, if the only way that I had been connecting with them was our similar level of stress, then I've got to find something else to connect with them on. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to feel focused and I'm going to connect with them on, on that level. And I'm going to feel motivated or determined or, you know, some, some better feeling than stress. And with my family, I think my husband just saw how much more relaxed I was, how I just, I wasn't complaining and, you know, we get very dramatic. We get very like, oh, it's so hard. And oh, you like if somebody asks you, you know, you want to go out this weekend, what are you talking about? It's tax season. Are you kidding me? Like, don't talk to me from January 15th to April 15th. And I was like, wow, we wear busy as a badge of honor. We wear stress as a badge of honor. Here's a really funny story. So I was walking in the hallway of my building and there are a few accounting firms on the same floor as us. And there were two gentlemen. I know they're accountants. They were walking ahead of me. And I heard one of them say to the other, did you see that Joe's car wasn't in the parking lot last night? And the other accountant said, mm, he must not be very good at what he does. And I was like, are you kidding me? They were seeing his car not in the parking lot as a sign that he can't be very good. So if your car is in the parking lot, if your lights are the last one on in the building, you're more valuable. And we get into this belief and I was just like, no, I'm actually more valuable to my clients and to my firm by managing my brain so that, okay, so in our brain, we have neural pathways, right? So there's a practice thought, you have like a little pathway in your brain. And the more you practice and practice and think the same thing, that neural pathway gets stronger and stronger. So it just becomes automatic. We don't even realize that we're thinking it or believing something. It's just automatic. And for accountants, and I know for myself, the thought tax season is stressful was just automatic. That's why when that coach said to me, it's a thought, I was like, what? No. So I had to start to create a new neural pathway in my brain. And that was, it doesn't have to be that stressful. It doesn't have to be that hard. Maybe it's not as hard. Maybe it doesn't have to be that hard. And I started to like create proof of that, right? I started to think that way and I felt better and I took different action. I got better results. And then my brain was like, oh, okay. So I started to notice when I was thinking the old thought and replacing it and being like, okay, that's what I used to think, but I'm going to think this instead and just started to create these new neural pathways. And now, yes, I have moments of like, oh, I've got, you know, this big list, but I'm like, no, there's no need to get stressed about it because the list and the amount of things I have to get done are completely neutral. I get to decide what I want to think about that that creates the feeling that I want to feel. I have under my computer screen at work, I have my top three emotions that I need to feel at work. And that is, I need to feel focused. 
motivated and determined. And those are just like my little touch point. I put it right under my computer as a gentle reminder that when I feel overwhelmed, which one do I want to feel? So it sounds like as a result of this thought management work that you were doing, your relationships improved right across the board. Yeah. Initially, when I discovered this work, I worked on my relationships first, my personal relationships, my relationship with my husband, with my children. And I realized that I had this controlling nature. People needed to behave a certain way. People, sh- I had a lot of shoulds. People should do this. People shouldn't do that. Because I didn't understand that my thoughts create my feelings, I thought other people made me angry. Other mm. people made me upset. Oh, that's such a powerful realization. I had a similar one myself. All of us, we think that other people cause our feelings. And when I saw, wait a minute, it's my thoughts that create my feelings. Other people are neutral. They're just a circumstance. It doesn't mean anything until what my brain makes it mean. All of a sudden, I dropped what we learn in coach school is called the manual. I took a look at the instruction manual that I had just for my husband alone. I was like, that that instruction manual was hundreds and hundreds of pages. It was, he needs to say this and he needs to do that and blah, blah, blah. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to feel fill in the blank. And the same thing with my kids. You know, my daughter is very good at texting. My son is not. You know, I don't feel connected if Brendan doesn't text me back and had all these like rules going on in my head. And once I realized, wait a minute, my thoughts create my feelings. So if I want to feel connected to Brendan, I can choose to think something that creates the feeling of connection. It's not dependent on him texting me back. And when I took full responsibility, I didn't realize that by me blaming other people for how I was feeling, when I understood that, no, I'm responsible for how I feel based on what I think, then I just let everybody do what they do because I wasn't so controlling or needy or, you know, the way that I showed up. Mm, Yes, it sounds liberating. If my husband... We have gone on date night and he didn't say something nice to me that I had this expectation. Once I gave that to myself, I'm like, what am I looking for? If let's say, for example, my husband gives me a compliment. What do I feel? I would feel, you know, love. I can give that to myself because it's only my thoughts that are creating that. So he's now off the hook and I just relaxed and I wasn't as, like I said, needy or controlling or dependent. I just took full responsibility. If I'm feeling a feeling, it's only ever, ever my thought that's creating that. Every single one of my relationships improved. Mm, Yeah, that need to control. I've noticed that it tends to come from a place of anxiety or stress or worry. The stress and anxiety causes us to feel out of control. So then how we show up is very controlling in an attempt to feel better. But trying to control all the things never works. So then it just leads us to feeling more out of control. It's a vicious cycle. So when you can make peace with all of that and show up with confidence, then you can 
drop that whole need to control. You can interrupt that vicious cycle. It feels like freedom. Was that your experience? Yeah, it feels better. And then how I show up, the things that I do, the things that I don't do, how I react is completely different because I feel different. And so I'm not procrastinating. I'm not spinning. I'm not complaining as, I'm going to put that in air quotes, as much. <laughs> I still have a human brain, so there's still some complaining that happens. But I understand that my feelings fuel my actions. And if I want to get things done or I want to show up as the best version of me with my children and with my husband and with my coworkers, then I have to take 100% responsibility for how I show up based on how I feel. I used to think the issue with my feelings was that they were somebody else's, like they caused it, right? I was just living at the effect of my feelings. And now I understood, no, I have 100% control over that. And how I showed up just completely changed my results. Slowly, gradually, people started to notice. And I had been doing the work behind the scenes for a while. And then somebody just said to me the other day, like, you're really not stressed. And we're, you know, we're in the middle of doing extensions. Um, March 15th is a big deadline in the United States. I'm in the middle of doing extensions. And I'm like, nope. I take responsibility. If I'm feeling stressed, I know that it's a thought and I can change that. Why would I choose to feel stressed? I think stress is just an overused emotion because we don't understand that we have an option. I'm curious if you ever struggled with perfectionism when it came to self-management. And the reason that I ask is because what I've noticed is that once we get introduced to this idea that we can make different choices in order to feel better, we almost, at least this was my experience, we almost get tempted to think that, okay, all I have to do is manage my thoughts and then I won't have to ever experience any uncomfortable feelings. The problem with that is that it robs us of the whole spectrum of human experience and it's also not possible. So it ends up causing us more frustration instead of less. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I definitely dealt with that. I thought, oh my God, like as an accountant, we want to get an A on our paper. <laughs> so I'm learning all of this work and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to scrub my brain clean and I'm only going to have right? lovely thoughts and I'm only going to feel lovely things. And But that's not having a human experience. The full, like you said, the full spectrum of emotions is runs the whole gamut and life is 50-50. And so when we accept that we're feeling sad, when we accept that we're feeling mad, there is just the balance in that. We're not resisting the fact that we're feeling sad or resisting the fact that we're feeling mad. So I got coached a number of times on once I understood, oh, I can feel better by what I choose to think, I'd be like, woof, I'd rush to the, to the better feeling. And the coach had helped me to see, I feel sad, dot, 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 and that's okay. And I remember the coach saying this to me and I started to cry and she's like, what's happening? And I said, I never realized that I wasn't giving myself permission to have 
negative emotion that my son had moved away to Denver. He left New York and he moved to Denver. And I was just like trying to stuff it and like, oh, just sweep it under the rug. Oh, yay, you're going to have such a great life. And oh, you know, it's okay. It's over. And deep down inside, I was really sad. And she's like, your son moved away. What do you think about that? And I was like, well, here's what I, I you know, I think it's great. I think it she's like, no, really, what do you think about it? And I'm like, I'm going to miss him. And she goes, how does that make you feel? I said, sad. And she goes, and that's okay. And I was just like, oh my gosh. What I've learned is that to allow myself to have those negative emotions, but to be more intentional, to be like, oh, I'm feeling sad. Yeah, no, I want to choose to feel sad about this. Or I feel mad about this. Yeah, no, I want to feel mad. So it's, it's like knowing the emotions that make up that full experience. I just think for me, stress when I'm at work is not useful. Mm -hmm. So that's when I will go to focused, motivated, or determined. But if I'm frustrated, I'm going to give myself permission to feel frustrated. I'm not going to be like, no, 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 you can think a new thought and you can feel a new feeling. I'm like, no, do I want to feel frustrated in this situation? Yes. Do I want to feel sad in this situation? Absolutely. I want to feel sad. And I give myself permission to do that. Yes, that is very powerful because I think stress under certain circumstances can be very helpful, actually. It helps us to get out of bed in the morning and it can be an activator, but when it's unintentional, like you said, when it's that chronic stress that we feel like we have no choice over, that's when we start to experience adverse effects on our physical and mental health. So how do you use these concepts to help your coaching clients? I help clients in two ways. I wrote a book called The Smarter Accountant. They'll take the Smarter Accountant quiz. And that will be able to tell them in what ways are they underutilizing their brain. And so then what we'll do is we'll work together for six weeks. My coaching program is six weeks and I'll teach them how to manage their brain. Then they pick three out of the 12 topics to dive a little bit deeper in. And with time management, so there's two ways that I work with clients. It's the Smarter Accountant Program and it's the Smarter Accountant Time Management Program. I teach time management, which works with mind management. You have to understand how to manage your brain in order to manage your time. Because what I, I just was telling a client recently that time management is really more about self-management, mm. right? Time, yeah. it just is, right? Time isn't a problem. We think time is a problem. There's never enough time. Oh, there's too much to do. I don't have enough time. Time isn't the problem. It's our ability to manage our minds, to manage our brains within the construct of time and to be more intentional, to use that higher brain that plans, the planning part of the brain. What I like to say is anybody can write to-do items in blocks on a calendar. It's your ability to follow through that matters. I had the client once ask me, what color should I put on my Outlook calendar? I'm like, the color doesn't matter. You doing the thing matters. We, we get caught up in these, in these little, you know, tips and tricks and hacks, but if you don't know how to manage your brain, you're really not going to be able to manage your time as effectively as you possibly could. And so that's what I teach my clients again, that that's a six week program, the time management, 
teach them how to manage their brain and teach them my process for managing their time. Amazing. Yes. Self-management. Self-management equals time management. It equals money management. It equals business management. It's the pathway to all things. So good. So thank you for coming today, Dawn. If people want to find out more information about you, how do they find you? TheSmarterAccountant.com, my website. Thank you for coming. This was such a pleasure getting to speak to you. Take care, everyone. Are you feeling stressed out? If so, I want to help. For a limited time, I'm going to be offering free coaching sessions. You can find the link in the show notes or on my website at financialwellnesscoach.ca. If you'd like to experience firsthand the power of coaching and self-management, I'll invite you to sign up for your free coaching session today.